Welcome to a D&D Candle Lab. D&D 5e Character Lab Podcast with your hosts, Karen and Dan. Welcome to the D&D Character Lab, the show based around one thing we as players cannot resist. And that is compulsively creating characters and daydreaming about their validity in-game. Each week, we are bringing a new character to the table, drawing from a plethora of published content, and scoring it against a predefined table of criteria. It is then up to us to use our own personal charisma modifiers to convince one another that our baby is better. Hello everyone, I'm Garen. And I'm Dan. And this week we're doing something a bit unorthodox here for the lab. We have each created an entire party of level 1 characters. That is correct. Dan and I each made four level 1 characters to complete our party and have baked a delicious cake, brought gifts, and invited all of our friends. Well, it may not be that kind of party, but we're still going to try and have some fun with this. So this week, for each category, we are picking just one character from the party that best represents the strength of that category. And we're allowing for one category to utilize two or more characters to really show off how swole this party really is. And of course, balance will just focus on how balanced the party is as a whole, not just one character creation. Now that we have poorly explained the technicalities of this stupid episode, Allow me to extend to you an invitation to my party. I want to take you all not only into the forest, not only into a castle, but I want to take you possibly into your own past, back to when you were in elementary school, middle school, when you read a particular series of books and a young hero destined for greatness leaves Redwall Abbey along with his best friend and he travels through the forest where they come upon an attack of evil, snarling creatures, and they're helped from above by a jubilant, bouncing siren of the woods. And she joins them, and they continue further. This is an audio platform. Can you at least give us an example? Hold on. I'm giving you a rich tapestry of emotion here. I want a rich siren that's bouncing all over the woods. Hold up. He's embarrassed, folks. They head towards the great mountain Salamander Strong. Where at last, when they're within sight of it, and their destiny is at hand, a hulking creature emerges from behind a rock, blotting out the sun. But this creature does not mean them harm. It wishes to join them. And at last, the party of a mouse, a hedgehog, a squirrel, and a badger reach their destination. And they save the great critters of Redwall Abbey for another generation. These are four characters that I have, of course, based on the Redwall books. And that is Maurice, the warlock mouse, Thern, the hedgehog cleric, Genzel, the squirrel ranger, and Himan, the badger barbarian. Redwall! That's what they do in the books. I know you haven't read them. Nope, it sounds real dumb. Oh, you just alienated half our audience. Oh, no, it sounds good. Sounds real good. So anyways, I'm going to introduce you. You're a terrible actor. I'm going to introduce you to the Gang of Two. (laughs) Gang of Two, that's right, there are four of them. However, an evil triad of halflings and a misplaced dwarf forged an alliance in a bar one evening after they all met while on the run from the law for various reasons. Janumo and Yenster knew each other whilst working with one another, teaching melee and combat classes to various townspeople throughout Faerun, making participants pay exorbitant amounts of money up front, teaching a couple of classes, earning their trust, and then beating the participants to a pulp in their final class, robbing them 
of what they had and moving to the next town to repeat the process. Their unassuming statures made them the ideal badasses, while their nimbleness and lucky nature made avoiding authorities a cinch. Beric was a former knight of the order, when one day he overheard conversations between the prince and the king about how he will soon be dismissed, as his stature was an embarrassment to the order, and he was a great security risk to the family. That night, Beric defected from the order, going on a wild killing spree betraying, and betraying his faith. He has since been on the run, still wearing his chainmail from the Order, and he often uses his appearance to gain favor with newcomers, gaining their trust, and then sometimes will kill them once he's done with them. Finally, Wardell is a mountain dwarf who's been residing in the town of Mossstone near the Starshire mountain range. Here, he spent years with his brethren mining for precious metals and drinking heavily at the local taverns every evening. One night, however, in a dream, or so he thought, Oxalus... The exiled god of the mountains and forestry promised to grant Wardell great powers and wealth should he help him come to power in the Starshire Mountains once more. Wardell gladly accepted this mission as it excited him, being drastically different from his mundane everyday. Unfortunately, however, his first mission was to kill all of his brethren as they were reducing Oxalus's power by mining his resources. Though reluctant at first, Wardell carried out his mission. Oxalus never granted Wardell great wealth, and he still threatens his life regularly if he does not carry out his will every so often. Together, these four banded together to assist one another while still carrying out their own initiatives. They have a loose trust of one another and are mostly bonded in alcohol. I present to you the Gang of Two, who are comprised of Janumo, a ghostwise halfling, level one monk of the mercenary, veteran background, Yenster, a level 1 lightfoot halfling fighter of the soldier background, Beric, a level 1 stout halfling paladin of the knight of the order background, and Waddell, a level 1 mountain dwarf warlock of the haunted one background. That was quite the backstory. Can I ask you a question about it? Yeah. When is your book going to be published on Amazon so I can give it nothing stars? I already published it. I put it on there today. It's called Gang of Two. Everybody, check out Amazon.com for Gang of Two. It's the reason their stock went down this week. <laughs> Solid. All right. All right. So anyways, you know what every party needs? Candles. What is every party? Gotta have candles at your party. Gotta have candles. And you know what? I'm feeling like a walk in the woods. Let's go ahead and light that one up. <laughs> no need to call Smokey the Bear, friends. We're merely just illuminating our cantrip candle. Cantrip candles are 100% soy candles that are specifically designed to accompany your tabletop adventures in D&D and Pathfinder and other tabletop adventures. They have great selection of scents that smell like different locations in the fantasy world. Bakeries, tanneries, even dungeon quarters full of sweet, sweet loot. The candle we just lit, A Walk in the Woods, offers notes of fresh air, pine, and sandalwood. It honestly reminds me of a nature center when I was a kid and would be absolutely perfect for those lost in the wood adventures or even a fey forest. But to be honest, you can find a scent for any adventure in their sampler pack. We got one ourselves and because we simply couldn't decide on just one. You can be fickle too because the sampler packs give you all of their scents for just $11 plus shipping. Once you decide that you want to buy every single one of those candles, be sure to splurge on their newly offered 16-ounce candle size because they all come with a metal D20 and you, and you don't even need to expend a spell slot to get it. Be sure to check them out. That's Cantrip Candles, and if you don't know how to spell Cantrip, you should not be playing D&D. Thank you, Dan, and Cantrip Candles. Now let's get this party started, shall we? You with the party puns today. Good gravy. A party's a party, my brother. I guess I'll kick it off with Melee. 
and you know who I'm going to, Hemon the ba the Barbarian. Now Badgers, so aptly made by Tyler Kamstra in the Monstrous Races. Now I had to tweak it just a little bit because they had no ability to hold anything, so I gave him a little bit of extra that will come into play possibly later, but a Barbarian gets their Rage, he's got a Strength of 14, so that is a plus 4 to hit with his Great Axe, 1d12 plus 2 damage, but that is plus 4 damage when he's raging. So that is a possible 16 damage with one strike at level 1. I think this is a plus 2. I'm going to tell you why it's not. Why? I'm arguing a plus 2, and for this section, I'm going to use my multiple people. I'm going to highlight Janumo and Yenster, the monk and the fighter who were friends that conned everyone with their pseudo-fighting classes. They like to use combination actions when in combat. Outside of their melee attack abilities, they use the KO combination, as seen in Wombo's Guide to Combos, now available for 99 cents on DM's Guild. How many points this... do you want? You can have all of them. You just use that? <laughs> Fuck yeah. This action allows a monk and a bludgeoning weapon to go ahead and make their attack rolls, but on a success, the target is stunned, knocked prone, and takes double damage from both attacks. That's a plus two. It's of course a plus two, because Wombo's Guide to Combos is a modern classic. <laughs> so I'll take that plus two. You can have a plus one, because mine is clearly superior. Clearly. So who's your wow. range Guys, player I just have to. Group? I just have to reference something that he's authored. Hey, remember that book that you wrote in third grade? I think that's relevant for ranged. Didn't you write about a little boy with a bow and arrow? Yes, but he was Cupid, so he just made people fall in love. So I don't know how that's going to play here. That's coming in smooth operator. Just wait. Okay. I'm going to move on to ranged. I'm arguing a plus two here. Are you taking a plus one? Yes, I'm going to take one? a plus one, but you know, I'm not going to be right, so I just want to clarify because, I, you know, sometimes you're a little shady with the scorekeeping. So I'm arguing a plus two here. Janumo is certainly a deranged monk indeed. That's oh, who Jesus. I'm highlighting. That's who I'm highlighting for this section. He is proficient with the light crossbow, plus five to hit, one d8 plus three damage. Okay, I am going to say that you will deserve a plus one because Genzel the Squirrel Ranger has just a little bit extra on you. Okay, I got the longbow, so that's a plus five to hit, one d8 plus three. But my range is longer on the longbow, and I'm also going to bring in the fact that she has a climbing speed of 35 feet, so I can get all them angles plus her favorite enemy is rats of course because rats are the bad guys in redwall so, so she gets favorite, a bonus so the favorite enemy is just complete nonsense because i've never run into a rat in any of my not campaigns in, i've played not in but my world. i will agree with you that you're a plus two and that i'm a plus one because you've got that range though so tell us how are you burninating this is where it's getting doubled up a little bit because therm the hedgehog cleric is of the hunger domain because in Redwall it's all about that food. So he's always making sure those walnuts are candied, those tarts are cherried, but he's a really hungry dude. And just to clarify, the hunger domain is out of the supplement Heroes of Midgard. I'm sorry, the Midgard yes. Heroes Handbook by Cobalt Press. Which we will be doing another episode on next week. So you're getting a little bonus addition to that this week. Because right, as the hunger hear. domain, I got a couple of cantrips. So I got Sacred Flame. Toll the Dead, and Word of Radiance. Toll the Dead, which is a 1d12, by the way. And also, Maurice is a Hexblade Warlock, because 
the mice in Redwall, they tend to be destined heroes and they have the original hero mouse, Martin. They said that his spirit kind of leads the rest of the mice that come after him, Matameo, Matthias. Maurice is one of those mice and his blade is actually given to him by his patron, Martin, who is his ancestor. So that's just a little extra flavor for you there, but he's got booming blade cantrip and green flame blade cantrip naturally. And he's got that Wrathful Smite. Is that enough for you? Because I think that's my burninating plus two right there. Yeah, you're probably going to earn a plus two with that. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to argue a zero. Wardell is the man for this one. He has Eldritch Blast, Magic Stone, and Hellish Rebuke. Zero. Okay. Yeah, you get your zero. Some, that's... Pretty, some pretty good damage coming out of those spells, by the way. So I was, I was pretty conservative with the zero at level one. Sure, and it's, it, it is kind of like, we haven't done a level 1 since I think we did the Grungs, and it's crazy when you get back to level 1 where you're like, okay, here's my argument, it's one or two things. You're like, well, okay, yeah, that makes yeah. sense, that's your argument. Yeah, move, that's, that's moving all you got. right along. We got four characters in these char- in these uh, parties, so, yeah. So, do you have a listy control moment here? Well, uh, I'm going to go ahead and use Wardell yet out? again. I'm pulling out Wardell yet again, who's our Warlock. He has that Heart of Darkness Uh trait from his Haunted One background. I'm arguing a plus two here. Those who look into his eyes can see that he has been faced with an unimaginable horror and that he is no stranger to darkness. Though they might fear him, commoners will extend every single courtesy that they can to help you. Unless you have shown yourself to be a danger to them, they will even take arms and fight alongside you should you find yourself facing an enemy alone. Because he went ahead and killed all of his brethren as, you know, the dwarf just killing all of his dudes, mining everything on behalf of his patron. He's just got this terror in his eyes and that and they can see that he's a he's a creepy dude. So they'll they'll give you accommodations. They'll feed you. They'll even fight alongside you. Plus two. It's a lot of control for a level one character. That's a lot of control. No, that's a lot. I think I I think I got you beat, though, because Maurice, the Hexblade warlock he has as a feature of being a mouse if an attack of opportunity is made against him he can use his reaction to give that attack disadvantage he can what move supplement through... are you pulling from to get a mouse i found a mouse folk it's on our g drive if you want to check it out and i'm happy to tweet it out because it was this? tweeted i don't remember the name of the author but it was originally tweeted out by the law oh and yeah Disorder yeah Podcast so yeah twitter. let me pull from let me pull from a trait from somebody that wrote it on twitter you're surprised that I had to pull from something when I'm using a freaking mouse? I would just assume that you would go to an official supplement. This is so official. It's not got heart G- and everything. Jer- not Jerry Not Jerry in his basement who wrote this mouse supplement. And Jerry, thanks for being a listener, bro. I just gave you plus two on something that I wrote. And if I had a basement, I would have wrote it in the basement. The only reason I used it is because you wrote it. <laughs> I'm basically Jerry in the basement. Let me finish my argument, please, you rude, rude man. Here's my things as a mouse. I can give disadvantage on attacks of opportunity by using my reaction. I can move through small spaces easily. I got that green flame blade cantrip, which actually jumps onto nearby enemies. They take an additional damage. And I got my hexblade curse. Once I curse a target, I gain bonus damage against the target. It equals my proficiency bonus. Any attack I make against the target that is a critical on a 19 or a 20. And if the cursed target dies, I regain hit points equal to my warlock level. So that is allowing me to bring down my enemies fast and easy and stay in the battle. I'll give you a plus two, but it's got nothing to do with your mouse stuff. So you get the plus two. I'll take a plus one. 
you had some legitimate because you like that hexblade warlock don't you yeah yeah of course of course i do so are you tanky or not well this one's actually tough to call i'm actually going to give it to thern my hedgehog cleric because he's got an ac of 19 with his shield he's only got 10 hit points but he does have the ability to cast cure wounds on himself if he needs to and i'm proficient with cooking tools Dumb. so i'm never what are you hungry. arguing what are you arguing one no you're gonna get a zero i have an ac of 18 with a shield and 12 total hit points yeah. i can also take second wind which allows me to take 12 total hit point recovery so but yep. i got cure wounds i don't care i have second wind they can do more than your cure wound so you think you get a two and i get a one no you're gonna get a zero and i have an ac of 18 12 total hit points and i can recover more health than you can by far on all three of those categories i have an ac of 19 all right, so you have a better AC, but other than that, I blow you away in all three. Other than the AC, <laughs> I, yeah, I blow you away in all three. AC. Except, except that one. Except for these one two. of them. Yes. <laughs> you have two more hit points than me, and that's blowing me away. How about that second win, though? I can recover one D eight plus three, so that's eleven. Eleven. All right, all right. You get the one. You know what? I'm making you roll with your fighter. You're making me roll. If you want a two, yeah, your fighter's got to roll that. You got it. Yenster has a plus one to his charisma. Oh, good for him. I rolled a 10. Yeah. All right. All right, so we'll each take a one. All right, so where are we? Why don't you go ahead and tell our patrons how they can be a better ally? We would love you if you were become a patron. Then you're the best ally. Then you're really helping us out. At $1, you're getting access to our Discord. Going up from there, you could get early access to our DMs Guild content. You get our... Two bonus episodes a month, Fight Club and Monster Lab, Wheel of Unoptimization, name our characters, provide scenarios that our characters have to work with during the episode. Please make our episodes weirder and worse. That's what we really want from you. Auto crit, auto fail, and we, we got merch. We have early access to our episodes, and we're having a great time already in the Discord. We've had a couple of fan battles that we would love for more people to get in on. If you want to become a patron, hop into our Discord. Even at just a dollar, you get in on the fan battles, you hop on the Discord, and you guys act out your own episode of the Character Lab, where we will heckle you, absolutely. Thank you guys who have already donated, and thank you for those who are considering or have supported the lab in any way, shape, or form. But now I want to tell you how my characters help their friends, and for that, I got to take it back to Thurn the, the Cleric, of course, because he's got that Cure Wounds, he's also got that Good Berry, and I'm going to throw in that he's got Ceremony. So if any of these characters want to get married while they're out there, so or if they want to come of age, so he's dumb. got that. And he's got Ray of Sickness, where he can actually weaken one of the enemies to provide bonuses for the rest, and proficiency with survival and cooking tools. So he is always stop, stop given a bonus. It's so dumb. This is an easy one for helping my friends. I'm, I'll argue a one as well. I'm going to use Beric, my paladin. He can lay hands, restore five hit points. He also has defi divine sense, which allows him to sense location of any celestial fiend or undead within 60 Dumb. Feet. And Dumb. He also Who cares? Can receive, he can also receive shelter. So it, it, it basically, uh, as part of my background, I, I would receive shelter and succor from, or succor. Sucker. 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 I'm a sucker. real sucker. I'm a real sucker for this background. For those that are sympathetic to my knightly order and are sympathetic to its aims, that would be a plus one. I think I think I offer more than you, man. I got that cure wounds. I've got good berry. All right, I'll, I'll take I, I'll take I'll take a zero. You take a one. But I will tell you why my party okay. is balanced at a plus one. I have a pretty balanced right. crew, 
I've got a fighter, I've got a monk, I've got a warlock, and I've got a paladin. The paladin can't yet cast spells at level one. That, that's a level two ability. So I'm going to say this. My range is a little weak. The monk is the, is the rangiest guy I've got, and I only have one spellcaster, though he's pretty good. So I'm going to say it's a plus one. Otherwise, they're pretty, they're pretty optimized characters in each of their classes. I think it's a fair plus one. Okay, I, I would agree with that. I think I deserve a plus two. I kind of went with your classic party here. As opposed to having a wizard, I put in a warlock. But I got the cleric, I got the ranger, and I've got the barbarian as the fighter. So I feel like I'm covering all the bases. My cleric took some offensive spells. I feel like I can hit every category here. Plus two. Take it. All right, smooth operator. Why are you so smooth? See, this is where my guys are going to start to struggle a little bit. I'll be honest with you. Because... You know, I don't have, a, I don't really have a rogue here. What I'm gonna go with is Maurice. No, oh shit. Now I'm doubting myself there. Okay, I'm gonna go with my Squirrel Ranger Genzel because she has got plus five to stealth. She's got nature and insight. She's an excellent forager where she can always find provisions. So I'm saying that when we're out there, we're an adventuring party. She's the one who's gonna be able to scout ahead, navigate, gather information. She's got the advantage on perception, too. Got it. So what's the deal? And, and, hold on, hold on. I got one more thing here. I can do twice my jump speed when I'm going through the trees. So I can fly from tree to tree. All right. Really gather information. Otherwise, you can survive. What's your argument? I think this is a zero. Hmm. Yeah, you can take the zero. I'm going to argue a plus two. Janumo, the, the monk, is my man here. He can use his halfling nimbleness. And his plus three to stealth to get through difficult terrain undetected. Once he's there, he can use his plus three to slide a hand checks to take what he needs. If he's caught, though, he can use his plus four to persuasion to talk his way out of it. And if things just do not go his way, he can use his plus five to acrobatics checks to hop on Yenster, his fighter comrade's back, swing by the support <laughs> beams on the ceiling to escape on out. Wow. Plus two. All right. Well said. Yes. Absolutely. Now, I'm right. going to tell you why Spitting Fire is also is, is a plus one. Wardell is my man here. Having killed all of his friends, he has a horror that is visibly seen by looking in his eyes. This is actually part of his background. And mm -hmm. he, has a plus, he has a plus two to intimidation checks. He also has Hellish Rebuke. That horror that is visibly seen in his eyes scares people. It's very intimidating. Okay. Plus one. All right, I like the horror. I like that. That is something uh, very unique. That is something that would not be subtle at all. Yeah, I could see that plus that plus one. I am going to go with my boy Maurice, the Mouse Warlock, one more time on this. He's proficient in intimidation, and I've got that booming blade, which creates a sound that everybody hears. So his first strike, bam, just smashes the windows out of the place. I'm also proficient with uh, an instrument, so he plays the worst instrument not which is the didgeridoo not intimidating nope not intimidating no but it's abrasive i'm going for the abrasive nope it's aggressive aggressive is the word we, we the didgeridoo we kind of, the didgeridoo yeah i i enjoy didgeridoo. i love it i love the you love a didgeridoo love it if you'd have said the zuzuvela or whatever zuzuvela oh yeah zuzuvela? that would have been the way to go Good but call. now you're whatever you're arguing yeah send dan videos of didgeridoos because he loves them yeah, please, all the, all the tweets, at me. That's Dan at me on Twitter. Dan at me. you got it. <laughs> that's how a Twitter address works, that's right? How, that's how Twitter works. What are you okay. arguing? Zero. Yeah, you get a zero. <laughs> okay. It's a terrible argument. All right, tell me if you like your party. Tell me who your favorite member of your party is. 
overall because I got to do a little bit of well, math mine here is, and then I'll get to it. Mine's the monk, obviously. Janumo is my boy. He's stealthy. He's a smooth operator, and he can punch some shit. And he conned some people and killed, like, kicked their butt and then stole all their stuff. So that's obviously my favorite. Do I like the party? No. They're extremely unlikable people. Yeah. I do not like them. Uh, and they're only mm-hmm. good for an e- they're only good for an evil campaign. And they're all just halflings and dwarves. I mean, they're just really small people. So not not really. Don't really care for them. They're evil little people. Yeah, I was surprised you went with with three halflings, but I liked the theming of it and the backstory, which was fun. Even though I said I hated it. Do you it, like it your fun. party? I I love my party because I love these freaking Redwall books. They're so much fun. They are my they are my childhood. I read them before I read Lord of the Rings or anything like that. My favorite character would be the cleric because I just think a hedgehog would be a lot of fun. The hunger domain is fun. It gets some great features at later levels. And I forgot to mention, which I lose out on this, but I forgot to mention he can roll into a ball to increase his AC by four. So I could have got my AC up to a 21 because it wouldn't have counted my shield. But yeah, that's my party. I, I think doing a red wall thing would be a blast. And if you like it, hit me up at Garen at Red Wall Rules on Twitter. Garen at mouseboners.com. <laughs> that's my Twitter handle. Be sure to send me lots of gifts of them bones. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, this is a fun episode. I think it was a. I think it was a pretty successful experiment, especially because I won eleven to nine. Oh, nice! And that that episode was just as complicated and pointless as I had imagined. So, uh, why don't you go ahead and tell them all the pointless crap that's coming out of the lab in the next couple? I would imagine our listeners are not able to remember a single one of these characters' names, what nope. they did, because it was just all <laughs> this crap thrown at them. If you actually look at our real Twitter, we will tweet out the party the classes and the races, everything on the day. So you can kind of like wrap your head around it a little bit. So check us out at D&D Character Lab, which is a real Twitter handle. Uh, but we got more pointless stuff coming from the lab, starting with the math, which is actually not that fresh this time. I'm really sorry, guys, but we've really been behind on our stuff. We have a strain that doesn't even get you high, so it's pointless. It really is. We said we said it would be pointless. And Wombo's Guide to Combos is very pointless. It's all rounded edges, but it is a bestseller on DM's Guild. So if you want to pick that up, we'd love it. It's only a buck. Got another supplement I'm working on that I'm very excited about. Probably talk about it coming pretty soon. Be sure to check our Twitter, too. We'll give previews of that kind of thing. Our Patreon, Monster Lab, went up on the 15th. We made CR11 Monsters. If you become a patron today, you have four bonus episodes to check out. And next week, we are doing level 12 characters from the Midgard Heroes Handbook. I already know what I'm going to be playing, and I'm very excited about it. One of my all-time favorites in the book. After Beer Cleric or Tide. It's hard to say. You said it, Garen. There's a lot of pointless crap there to be excited about. But that about wraps it up for this week, Lab Rats. Just remember, it does not have to be optimized. It just has to be fun. Thank you so much for listening, guys. This has been a production of the D&D Character Lab Podcast. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at DND Character Lab. Or shoot us an email at dndcharacterlab at gmail.com. Most importantly, make sure you subscribe to our podcast on iTunes or the Apple Podcast app.